Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Courtney, and it is November, and I'm here with my friend, Al. It's me. You know what November is, right? Uh, no, not November. Yeah, so I'm full of juice. <laughs> no, it's November. It's November. November is my birthday month. Oh. It's Scorpio slash Sagittarius oh, season. Oh, Scorpios. <laughs> we know so many. <laughs> I'm a cusp of baby. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm s- the best of both worlds. Uh. I'm horny and want to go places. <laughs> um it's, it's my birthday month, but this also is true. Is this the last month of this season of Act Creeps? It is, yeah. Wow. We're winding down. We're winding down. As uh, you may know from season one, we like to take December and uh, the first half of January off. Yeah. That's a little rest for us. That's a little treat. That's a little treat for us. Because, hey, it's work. This it's, is work. This is work, and we don't get paid we for it. Don't. Except for those of you who donate yes. to our coffee, which we appreciate so much. Thank you. We do appreciate that. It, it really helps with our our hosting fees and, you know. And to make us do things. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about what day we're, what our season ender is and when we're going to scoot back up for season three. Uh, but until then, I've got a real wild one for you. Oh, I'm so excited. Our producer told me just like, our, okay, you got to understand something about our producer and you understand <laughs> it, but maybe the people back at home don't. He sometimes tells me things. <laughs> <laughs> that are so fucking buck wild, like, where did you get this? <laughs> where could you have possibly gotten this? And it's just off the dome. So he is just off. He's just. He just knows he's just it. just off the dome. I'm sure he reads it somewhere. Yeah. He reads half an article and <laughs> tells me about it. Anyway, sorry I'm ragging on him. He's listening, I'm he's sure. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's my houseman. <laughs> but sometimes, and you know what? Most times, and this is why I love him dearly. Most times he opens his mouth and a fact comes out and it blows my fucking brains out. <laughs> what? Oh my God. And so this is one of those I'm stories. so excited to, and to I'm have so my, happy. my brains blown. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, now I do have to tell you, uh, like what our producer does is he tells me the good story. Yeah. And then I keep researching and like, oh, this is also very bad. <laughs> so that's where this is going to go too. Okay. Okay, you ready? Take me to hell, daddy. <laughs> Take my hand. Let's go. <laughs> Richard had a problem. <laughs> okay. Dick. He had a problem. Yeah. On December 14th, 1976, he found himself in a predicament. More specifically, he had found himself in the trunk of a car. Oh, no. <laughs> this one's for the girlies. <laughs> the girlies. I forgot to say that. Oh, we're back. We're back. True crime. You know, it's, it's, uh, Halloween had just passed. We got to get some more. We got to get some more spoop them up. Sudden open. Yeah, here. I faked them out and they're still upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we're written. The murderinos are telling us what for. 25-year-old Richard had been kidnapped off his University of Wiehein Stefan. I'm sorry, there's going to be a lot of German names okay. in there. Wiehein Stefan, uh, the campus of university, by a man with a gun and a silencer attached. So you know he means business. He sure does. The young man was so shocked, he followed the kidnapper's demands without much struggle. Okay. The next 47 hours were hell for Richard. His kidnapper locked him in a crate using chains and manacles on his feet and wrists. The crate was four feet, nine inches tall. Oh. Richard was 6'4". So you're really stuffed in there. I'd fit in there nicely. (laughs) I'd fit right in there. You'd have a little nap. 
Could you imagine? Okay, so this is like in the seventies. You got people got kidnapped a lot, a lot, and this is a ransom situation. We are going to talk about the ransom situation. But could you imagine like this guy, this kidnapper, prepped for this? Yeah, like he had a plan. He got a crate, manacles, this that. Can you imagine like? Yeah, I'm gonna really make this guy's life hell. We're gonna put him in a small crate, and then they kidnap you. And you just like fit right in there. I'm like, thanks. Thanks. Um, going nappy bye bye. And you know what? Honestly, like they put you in a trunk, you're like, good, I don't have then I don't have to work. I could just take a nap. <laughs> Please don't kidnap me. <laughs> yeah. Now would your parents pay a ransom? I'm not sure. Ooh, depends how much. <laughs> the manacles were also connected, and this is nutso, to electric shocks that would trigger with sound. I don't know. Oh my god. I know. Sometime during his first night in the crate, a sound outside triggered the electric (gasps) shock, causing Richard's muscles to contract against the box so powerfully he broke both of his thighs, (gasps) two of his ribs, and several vertebrae. Oh my god. Yeah. Nuts. That's awful. Because the the box was so small that it went in. Oh, my God. So it was like a dog barking outside or something that set off the alarm. Wow. I know. The the guy didn't think this through. No, that's an engineering flaw. (laughs) They didn't test this on anyone. They should have, um, you know, put egg cartons inside the crate. Yeah, absolutely. Or put the sensor inside the crate, not outside the crate. Was it outside? Yeah, it was outside. The the sound was outside. What? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was also read inside because Richard, of course, screamed for quite some time afterwards which prolonged the shocks. That's you can't. awful. He, it would just be like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh. <laughs> just constant. Aww. He's okay. Don't worry. We oh, can, is he? Yeah. And also okay. he's a bad man. So don't worry. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Okay. Then, <laughs> Sorry. Don't want to spoil it. <laughs> the 25-year-old man said that he kept alive by concentrating on all the details he could. Quote, I tried to perceive and memorize as much as possible around me. This had a positive psychological effect. It stopped me from thinking about what could go wrong. I didn't fantasize. I didn't feel sorry for myself. I was active and involved. So he, like, talks about how he memorized, like, how he counted down how much time was spent in, like, traveling. He listened to the sounds of the cars outside while he was in the trunk. He, like, even identified... The kidnapper had a German Shepherd dog because he was hearing the barks and he recognized the barks of this certain dog. Mm. So, you know, German Shepherds, they have an accent. Can I um, make an early yeah guess? Sure. This is a self-help guru. Oh, I wish. That would have been really good. No, no. 95 no. tricks for when you've been kidnapped and put in a crate. Though I've heard podcasters talk about, like, like you have to, true the true crime girlies, they're like, you have to be aware of everything. Like, don't put that sort of pressure on me. <laughs> if I'm kidnapped, I'm pissing myself screaming. Like, I'm not going to listen to, like, I'm not going to count the seconds. I'm not kicking out a headlight. Come I'm not- on, man. <laughs> I'm peeing on myself. <laughs> I'm barfing. I'm peeing. I'm screaming. I'm shocking myself. I'm not gonna listen to a dog. What kind of dog is outside? Like, ooh, God. a poodle. Like, <laughs> no. It's a lot of pressure to put on. That's a, a lot. Yeah, I can't. I can't even handle that much responsibility. No, no, absolutely not. Please don't kidnap us. <laughs> we can't take it. I would love the box you'd put them in, but yeah, the can't. box would be sweet. But <laughs> I, I am claustrophobic. Yeah. So. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. I am too. I, uh, have you ever done an MRI? No. I did an MRI. They asked, before you go in an MRI, they asked, are you claustrophobic? I'm like, no, I was. 
It was awful. They had to give me special glasses to see out, um, and they put SpongeBob SquarePants on because I was at a children's hospital. Oh, <laughs> but that helped a lot. My brothers used to th- throw blankets over me, yeah, uh, and trap me under them with their farts. <laughs> a type of kidnapping. <laughs> a type, yes. <laughs> the first type of kidnapping <laughs> someone goes through. On December 16th, Richard was shut in another trunk of a car and left in the woods for police to find. His family had paid the 21 million Deutschmark ransom. Oh, his family rich? The largest in German history. Wow. Yeah. Richard was kidnapped and ransomed because of his family name. Mm. Oatker. Oatker. Yeah. Does that ring a bell? It does ring a bell. His father, Rudolf August Oatker, was the owner of Oatker Foods. They make those puddings. A billion-dollar food company that is still known for its puddings, cake mixes, and pizza. Uh, Docker, did you get the frozen pizza? No, I just remember the. I remember the pudding. Yeah, there is pudding. We're gonna the, we're gonna talk about the pudding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about the Oker family and where they got their money from. Oh no. <laughs> Calculating, calculating, calculating. Calcul- is bad. Oh no! I I told Al that um, this one should have been in just Big Bull May, <laughs> but I couldn't hold it for very much longer. You had to let it out. I understand. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta sometimes let them out. I- I'm glad you're not a fan of the pudding and pizza and cake mixes. I've never. I don't think I've Good. ever had them because you won't want to after okay what great. i tell you <laughs> perfect the oker family business was began by uh august oker a food scientist and pharmacist who developed the first shelf stable baking powder that could be used at home and widely manufactured so before there's like british guys who invented baking powder but this stuff you can actually use at home this is a good, the good to stuff. bake bake the cakes to uh, bake the cakes uh because his only son died while serving as an officer in World War One. Yes, a German officer in World War One. The business was passed on to Richard uh, Kieslowski, a man who married, get this, August's son's wife. Okay. So, so didn't pass it on to the son's wife, but passed yeah, it on to the wanted like, to keep it in the family. That sounds like men. Yep, sounds like men. Uh, and also Louis, Louis Oker, his younger brother. The two men built up additional factories throughout Germany in the 1920s. By the time World War II rolled around, the Ucker family was ready to serve for the Nazis. Oh, no. Kislowski joined the Friedrichskrieg Reichsführer SS, a group of businessmen brought together specifically by Himmler. So he was specifically asked. Yeah. This, unlike what the company insists was not just a deal of convenience. Quote, he was a Nazi by conviction, (laughs) writes historian uh, Rutger Youngbluth, and interested in gaining a reputation and close contact with leading party officials. I mean, it's if you're a rich businessman, absolutely not surprising that you would be... Absolutely not surprising. Now, here's the... the, We do this a lot. We've done this a couple times where it's a a German uh, company that's, you know, been around since the 30s. And so, you know, they're going to get involved. And a lot of times the, like, the conviction is, well, we really didn't agree with everything yeah the journalist and historian that broke this story which was just in like 2007 oh wow was like no they were into it they were fucking into it and they were fucking despicable people yeah i mean there's certainly especially in this day and age it shouldn't be any shock that like a, a rich business owner would be absolutely 100 mm-hmm. percent into what the fascists are selling yep the Oker company joined forces with the german army developing pudding and baking powder to the troops for the war 
Now, I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they made little pudding cups. They got little puddings for the Nazis. But what did... What do they need baking powder for? I guess put in their shoes, make their shoes smell good? Snorting lines of it. I, I guess so. Just getting real hyped up, huh? <laughs> the factories it owned were run by foreign slave labor and POWs, yep. producing grenades and machine guns. Quote, Kieslowski and the ochre businesses took the opportunities that the regime offered them, said Stephen Keller, an investigative journalist who broke the story of how far the company was involved in the Third Reich. They planned for a victorious war, making sure that the soldiers at the front got their pudding. They specifically put their name on the pudding cups. <laughs> so the German shoulders, when they, of course, they thought would win and come home, would yeah. continue to buy pudding. They'd be like, this is the pudding I remember when I was on the front <laughs> when lines I was in the of the line. war. Oh, boy. This pudding? Mm. This pudding got me through some hard times. times. But not other people. <laughs> they didn't get other people through hard it times. sure didn't. Keslowski's stepson, Rudolf August Ucker, volunteered volunteered for the SS in 1941. He was not drafted. His training camp, uh, sorry, his training took place at the Dachau concentration camp. Oh, boy. He volunteered for this, by the way. Yeah. It was an ideological decision, writes Stephen Keller. You didn't sign up for the Waffen SS if you weren't convinced that Nazism was the right thing. So uh, uh, Rudolf August Ocker, he was like really into it. Yeah, clearly. Super duper. And guess what? Rudolf August Ocker was arrested by British forces in May 1945. Two years later, as part of the denazification hearings, womp womp. he returned to the head of the Ocker company. That That's what those hearings were for. <laughs> We got to make, oh, so tell me, you're not a bad guy, you're right? Not, you're not a bad Nazi. No, no, you know, no, 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 slap no, on no. the wrist, go back to making money. Yeah, make us some pudding, please. Now, I think in America, we can make money off yeah, that. We can, so absolutely. you're good to go, my man. Absolutely. Like many Nazi-owned businesses in Germany, the Ochers had come out of the war in an extremely good financial position. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> By the 1950s, Ochre was producing 750 million packages of baking and pudding powder and had acquired sparkling winemakers, a series of breweries, a private bank, and Germany's largest shipping containers. So they got more. These fucks. They got a bank. Hey. They got a bank. If you came out of the denazification trials and you still have a bank in Germany... Maybe they weren't great. Maybe that wasn't great. Maybe it was a bit of a farce. So when Rudolf August's son, Richard, was kidnapped from his university in 1976, he had more than enough money to pay for the ransom. (laughs) In fact, the kidnapper Dieter Zolf had made a plan to kidnap Richard after reading an article about Rudolf August's company and his net worth. The article also mentioned that Richard was studying at a university very close to where Zolf was living at the time. They doxed him. Oh. They, they were like, hey, this rich person's son is here. Boy, he's kidnappable. Boy, is he looking lithe and kidnappable. You could fit him in a 4-9 box. <laughs> they didn't say how tall he was, so Zolf was like, fuck. <laughs> Zolf was caught five months later, but since the money was never found and the police did not have any proof... He was let free. Zolf was only caught 20 years later when he tried to launder the dirty money that he had buried in the ground out of the country into London. You can't do that. This is my favorite part because everything else is so despicable. He was only able to make it out with 12.5 million. The rest had been eaten by worms underground. What? Worms? (laughs) No. 
The worms? The worms. They love the taste of dirty Nazi money. They want your dirty Nazi money. And they're going to eat it. So from whence it came, it shall it shall remain in the worm's stomach. I think of a lot of people I'd like to have their money eaten by worms. <laughs> this is the best outcome. Yeah. This is the best outcome. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know worms would eat money. It makes sense. If they get in there and it's like, this is paper, this is wool pup. I don't know if they could eat Canadian money. Oh, it's all plastic. Yeah, you need a special worm for that, huh? The movie about the kidnapping came out in 2001. It's titled Dance with the Devil. It's starring Christoph Waltz. (laughs) It's actually very good. Oh, I like that guy. Six years later, in 2007... Literal Nazi Rudolf August Ocher stepped down as chairman in 2007. After it was all very obvious that... Uh, well, transferring the majority uh, of his shares to his eight children. He died soon after. Good. This is when the Ocher children revealed that his their dad oh, had been a Nazi. They okay. knew. They knew, and they were they just like, we'll keep it on the down low. Oh, by the way, his children also took on investigating and returning their father's artwork collection. Oh, the stolen Nazi art. Which they were <laughs> they found were actually stolen from many Jewish families during the war. Good Lord. There's a great article in my sources of uh, just talking about his collection and where the art had come from and actually like reappropriating it uh, back to the families. So yeah, the, uh, the Oakers finally revealed their father's past quote. My father was a national socialist. August Oker said in an interview with Die Zeit newspaper. He didn't want to talk about this very much at the time. He said, quote, children leave me in peace. No, no, you fucking Nazi. We will definitely not leave you in peace. Yeah. What are you afraid he's going to disown you and then you won't get any dirty Nazi money? That's for the worms. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ucker, still a name in Pudding and Frozen Pizza, currently has a bronze bust of Richard Keslowski, German entrepreneur, Nazi, and friend of Himmler, in their company headquarters in Bienfeld. Oh, Bienfeld? Sorry, Bielefeld. Oh. Is Bienfeld. I do like Bienfeld. Yeah. Yep, still. Wow. A bad man. <laughs> a bad man, a bad company. Oh. I looked up, like, so you can get Dr. Ucker pizza in Canada. The, um, McCain Foods in, like, 2012 gave them the rights. After find, First of all, after finding out that this is a Nazi-funded company, McCain Foods Canada said, why don't you just sell pizzas in Canada? Here's a little, here's a little poorly kept secret. Yeah. North American companies love the Nazis. <laughs> Yeah, they're okay with it. They're actually... They're fine. They're actually fine. They're okay. Because it's money. Hey, you don't need to buy Dr. Oker. There's <laughs> other pizzas out there. There's other pudding out there. I'm sure Jello has some skeletons in their closet, but <laughs> you can make your own pudding. You can make your own pudding. You can yeah. do that. I do that. You can make your own I pudding. I just take some seaweed and I put it what? in a blender with... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready to see a German pudding ad? I want show me this German pudding. Yeah. Okay. You can uh, you can look at it uh, in our sources. Give me the pudding. Give me the pudding. We'll return after these messages. Selbstgemacht oder jetzt auch im Becher. Man nehme Pudding von Dr. Oetker. 
Welcome back to the show. Pudding from Dr. Utger. Now, I gotta say, I'm really hungry. That pudding does look good. It does look good. It looks smooth. Um, that was a little white child. Yeah. And he's uh, sad. He was sad. He was camping. He didn't want to be camping. It's raining. Look, who wants to fucking camp? You know what? No one. It's, Maniacs. You're right to say it. <laughs> Maniac. It's raining. It's this is everything. Everything that he's he's very sad about. I would be very sad. Yeah. About. And the people should be sad. It's raining out. It's the weather's not good. It's cold. It's wet. There's bugs everywhere. You got your teddy bear. You're sleeping on the fucking ground. You're probably shitting in a hole. You're still shitting in a hole. You can't shower. Trash. <laughs> fucking hate camping. You know, put your food in a tree so a bear doesn't need it. <laughs> come on. Yeah, come on. So he's sad. He's sad. And he has his bear and he says to the bear, oh, pudding? Pudding? <laughs> which is German for pudding. Yeah. Which is great. I love and that. And we know that because we're polyglots. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> well, I'm a monoglot, so <laughs> I've been dappled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he says pudding and then we, we he opens the pudding cup. We zoom in now, on the smooth yellow pudding. I do want to point out the most German thing. Yeah. Do you... Did you see where he got the pudding from? His briefcase? He has a briefcase. He does have a little Hitler Youth briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) He's like friggin' Paddington Bear over here. Briefcase. (laughs) Children don't have briefcase. I guess in Germany. In Europe, I think in Europe, child briefcases are all their age. (laughs) Don't be forcing briefcases on the children. They can choose. They can choose. And there's a just as as I guess. What most German children have in their briefcases is, like, a book, a teddy bear, and a pudding. Briefcase child is a gender. Briefcase child is a gender. I think our producer is a briefcase child. (laughs) Producer, tell me right now, did you have a briefcase as a child? I did see how you dressed as a child. It looked like you should have a briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did have European airs. Yeah, he did. Actually, this is... This... By the way, the reason why we're ragging on our producer so much is it's his birthday today. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I got your briefcase. Where's the snacks? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. The pudding. Yeah. So we zoom in on the pudding. It's yellow. It's creamy. We zoom out. He's at home. It's not raining. Yeah. He's imagining. A mom is stirring a big bowl of pudding. And she just shoves the biggest spoonful of pudding right into her. Get in here, man. Get in this pudding. Get in this pudding. And he's like, oh, das is good. Das is good. (laughs) It's good pudding. (laughs) Pudding. (laughs) Okay. It's 2022. Yeah. Dr. Urker is bad. The money is bad. The money is bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so a child. A child. A child is in the woods and it's raining. It is raining. And he is holding a bear. And he, he looks at the bear. bear and he says, pudding? <laughs> and the, the bear is like, yeah, fucking gets, let's get some pudding. Yeah. And he grabs a shovel okay. and he starts to dig <laughs> under a big tree. <laughs> Excellent. And he digs up a chest. Yeah. And he opens the chest and it's full of pudding and he picks up a pudding and then he realizes there's something clinging on to the edge of the pudding cup. What is it? It's worms. It's worms. <laughs> and then he digs through the chest of pudding and he's like, oh, my pudding is being eaten by worms. worms. Oh, my Nazi pudding. <laughs> 
And then uh, he cries. I don't and then know. he cries. And he's like, no, but I can go make And then he's like, I can go make it myself. <laughs> this pudding is only fit for worms, is yeah, what we're saying. this is worm pudding. I also like the idea of a small boy stealing fucking Nazi money and going <laughs> to go buy, like, Jello. Yeah, that, like, that's also sick. <laughs> that's very good. I just want to, I do like involving worms. Yeah, I, I think, think worms should important. be involved in more commercials. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like it. Thank you. Do you have... I heard, actually, we have, you are going to have a local ad. Yeah. But I hear we have a call to action. We do have a call to action that I will read to you. Good. I'm so glad. So this call to action comes to us in the form of an email from listener Reagan. Mm. Reagan says, hi, Alan D., longtime fan, first time caller. I need your help. Okay. Okay, Frazier. <laughs> We're going to get Roz on this one. I need your help as well as the other fans of Ad Creeps. <gasps> In roughly 2003-2004, I lived in New England, where there was a series of car commercials from around the Boston area. The car commercials were about a series of marketing executives who were about to make the best commercial ever made. It even included a countdown to the best commercial ever made. The week that the final commercial was to air, my family moved away from the area, so I never got to see it. (laughs) So, so sad. I do not remember the name of the car dealership that made these commercials, but I feel it was the full name of a man, and maybe the first name was Thomas. The logo was the face of a man. I have tried for years to pose the question on Reddit and Google, but nothing has worked. Please help me where Reddit could not. Reagan. We will. This is, by the way, this is my sibling. This is your sibling. Yeah, this is my sibling. (laughs) Which I will have to say, if you are calling Reagan Frazier, then does that make you Niles? I'm, well... Yeah. Ooh, no, no. There, my sibling is Niles. A hundred. <laughs> so you're Frasier. I am. I am the Frasier in this. I am the Frasier. You are the Frasier, and I, as always, am Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at creeps. Yeah. Creeps out there. You gotta help. You gotta help. You right? gotta help. There's maybe a man named Thomas. A face, his face was the logo. Yeah. Boston area, two thousand three, two thousand four. Greatest commercial ever, ever made. made. And I, you know what the uh, the thing probably was is it probably never happened. Thomas Carman. Thomas Carman, <laughs> seller of cars. That that's probably the shtick though. That's yeah. what's driving Reagan up the wall is it's what probably ha- ever happened is they probably never released the greatest ad ever. Known. Yeah, and then that was the shtick. And that was the shtick. Who knows? Well, Who knows? hey, if you have any information on this, you or send, if you remember it, or if you remember, I think it. what Reagan is looking for is like. Oh, I'm not. I'm not imagining. Not it. imagining it. Okay. This is a real thing that has happened. Yes. Uh, if you remember this phenomenon, please write into adcreeps at gmail.com. Yeah. We look forward to hearing from you. Please. I'm Dan Rather. I'm Thomas something. I run a car company. Nice to meet you. <laughs> do we want a local ad too? We also want a local ad. Let's do it. Because while Reagan has not yet solved this mystery, I have a mystery solved for you. Oh my gosh, let's do it. And to be fair, this is not actually a mystery. Oh. This is something that you claim what? is a mystery. Uh-oh. And I say isn't. Okay. And I'm about to prove my point. Wah, 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 wah. This is, this, the energy is here is weird. You know, you don't like the, the energy. The energy is real. Oh, this is bad. This ad comes to us from Abbotsford, BC. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. We soon became the 
Okay. Panagopolis. Yes. Which is now Panago. Panago. <laughs> A quintessential Canadian pizza chain. I can't believe it was outside of, I thought it was only, but it's, it was everywhere, Panagopolis. Yeah. But it was headquartered in Abbotsford. I think the conflict here is uh, there was a bit where you had a Panagopolis in Courtney Comas. Yeah. And what did I say? You said, no, you didn't. <laughs> you said, that's like not a thing. <laughs> that never thing. existed. <laughs> I said, Panago used to be called Panagopolis. And you said, no, it didn't. You're wrong. And I'm judging you. <laughs> this sounds like me just being <laughs> fucking antagonistic. <laughs> I love when people tell me truth. I'm like, no. <laughs> you do love to do that. I do love to do that. <laughs> and I And you get it. very upset about it. <laughs> you know how to push my buttons. I do. We've been together for too long. <laughs> but now you know. Now I know. The truth of There's Panagopolis. I'm so surprised you hadn't shown me that earlier. I, it took me a while to find it. I just, Panagopolis is such a bad name for a piece I know. <laughs> but you remember it. It sticks in the craw. Well, maybe. No, it's real. I just. It's real. <laughs> not again if you have a local ad or if you want to help a, if you want us to help you find a local ad uh, email us at creeps at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at ad creeps yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh, if you know of any bad German companies that you want us to talk about just you know also email we can us. only do so many Nazis we per go there's so there's so many the, our limit is three to four yeah <laughs> oh, I think we've hit it okay I think that's it that's it from us until next time we are signing off hmm, but first a word for my spouse <laughs>